Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today, wherever you're listening from, as always, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And earlier this week, I got an opportunity to go out to the prison and do some teaching to those guys out there. And we were studying from John chapter 16. And in doing so, we went all the way back to John 13 to review as chapters 13 through 17 is kind of all one big long talk that Jesus gives to his disciples before he's betrayed and before he's crucified. And and in many ways, it's kind of like a pregame speech of, hey, guys, listen up. Um, these these things, they're coming. In fact, it's it's already time. This thing is already in motion. But here are the things that you should expect. And as we get to the end of our study on on Tuesday, one of the very last things that that we covered and we talked about uh, that Jesus said many times, even before this chapter we were looking at, is, is that these guys that he's speaking to should expect to have some tribulation. They should expect to be persecuted. In fact, for them, he says in chapter 16 and verse 2, hey, just a heads up, you will be killed. So in our class and in our study, we're talking about all the emotions of these guys as they listened in on Jesus, but that's crazy, right? I mean, that's that's rough to hear that I'm going to go through some bad stuff, and, and especially as you read through the events that happened after that, like Jesus' death and his burial and, and resurrection, but but then to see these words that he spoke about tribulation and persecution come to life. As we read in Acts chapter 4 and verse 3, Peter and John are seized by authorities. They're put in jail. Uh, they, they, had their, uh, they were grabbed up. They, they put their hands on them. Acts chapter 5 verse 18, same thing. Acts chapter 5 verse 40, these guys are flogged. They're beaten. They're told to quit preaching. Acts chapter 8, you see the stoning of Stephen to his death. Acts chapter 12, the apostle James is in prison. He's later put to death by sword. Acts chapter 14, Paul is stoned to death, or so they thought, as they drag him out of the city. But he gets up and he continues preaching. I I could go on and on. In in fact, history tells us that, that most of these guys died really cruel deaths. I mean, just absolutely brutal. And so it's incredible to think what these apostles and and first century followers of Christ went through by way of what Jesus said, tribulation and persecution. In fact, I I think if if you stopped right there uh, with them, you could say that that was bad. But to think that it didn't stop there and still has not stopped to this day in many countries— but that it continued. Hebrews chapter 11, the writer there in in that great hall of faith passage mentions that there were so many that hung on to their faith through mocking 
through beatings, through chains, imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to the death with sword. They they went about in sheepskins, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, wandered in the deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. That is absolutely unreal to even think about. And as an American, I don't even think I can begin to relate to what this means because we have it so good. But you know, although I don't and, and, and pray I won't ever have it as bad as the things that I just read, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12 tells me that if I desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, there will be persecution. There will be some stuff. I will face some moments that are rough and tough. And again, for us, thank you, Lord, that it's nowhere near what we just read about. But you should expect some trials. You should expect some tribulation and some bad. But but you see, we as Americans... And also as Christians, we, we've got this mindset that because of where we live and who we follow, that it should only be good. That's funny how much I think this relates to my backyard football games I play with the kids almost every afternoon. I'm usually the all-time quarterback because I, I live right next door to my sister and her husband, and, and she has two boys, and then I have my two daughters, and so... You know, I'm, I'm the outlier, and so we they play two-on-two, two and I'm the quarterback. Well, almost every afternoon that we do that, and, and I'm the quarterback, it's funny to me that when I drop the ball on a dime, and it's a perfect pass, they, they get all the glory for the catch or the touchdown or whatever. But any time I throw a bad pass, which is rare, by the way, <laughs> kidding, they come back to the line of scrimmage or back to our huddle and say, that was a terrible pass or, or that wasn't even close or dad, throw it better. Uncle Jed, why did you throw it so bad? It's, it's like, wait, what? I literally just threw you 10 perfect balls. You didn't say anything, but now I throw one bad pass and you're going to ride me about it. What's, what's happening here? You see, I, I tell you that story because we... Or, or I should say I, because I, I can't speak for you. I have this problem. And that problem is that I'm willing to accept every perfect pass that's thrown my way. My health is great. Financially, I'm in a good spot. Everyone's getting along. I'm eating steak dinners. Life is good. I got a roof over my head. God keeps dropping dimes in the breadbasket. Catchable balls that are super easy. And it's great. But the very minute I get thrown an incomplete pass or the throw is just out of my reach or, or man, maybe even there's an interception in the form of a bad day or persecution or somebody said something the wrong way or my health isn't great or, or something's happened to someone close around me. All the things that we go through and we have to deal with and I come back to the huddle and it's like, how could you throw it that bad? What are, you, what are you doing? Come on, Uncle Jed, that was a terrible pass. Well, back in the Old Testament, I want to remind you for your 44 today that there was a man by the name of Job. 
that was blessed by God, and God was dropping dimes. I mean, he was on the money with him. He had it all. He had wealth and his health and his family. All was great. But then after halftime, it, it was like incomplete pass, lost his health. Incomplete pass, he lost his family. Interception, he lost his wealth. And it's interesting that Job's wife comes to him in chapter 2 and verse 9 and says, Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. You see, she wants him to go back into the huddle and dog cuss God and then pull himself from the game because all this stuff is happening. But what I want you to see today is Job's response, which should be our response in the midst of trials and tribulation and suffering and persecution, that whatever it is, Job chapter 2 and verse 10, he says, you're speaking foolishly. Should, should I only, should we only accept the good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? Now, let me stop here. Go back to the beginning of this story, because this is important. As we find out from the start, these bad things going on in Job's life are a result of, of a new quarterback, a new QB by the name of Satan, because, because he said to God, yeah, I mean, Job is a man who will serve you and fear you and say you are the best, because all you do is you drop dimes in the breadbasket. You make it easy for him. You, you've made him prosper. He has everything. Well, watch what happens when I throw bad passes and you aren't there to put it on the money every time. And how cool is it that we can read in chapter 1 and verse 22 that through all of this, you can read about in chapter 1 that Job came back to the huddle after losing his kids and his camels are stolen and his servants are killed. Livestock is gone. His farmhands are killed. But in all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. So Satan throws a few more picks and incomplete passes. He takes away Job's health. He struck with boils from his head to his foot so bad that we see Job scraping his skin with a piece of pottery. And yet here he is coming back to the huddle in chapter 2 and verse 10 to say, should I only accept the good things and not the bad? So in all this, scripture says Job said nothing wrong. This is incredible. And, and what a lesson for us. Should I only accept the good things and not the bad? No. There's going to be stuff that happens. Incomplete passes, fumbles, pick sixes. And when they come, think of Job. Because like he did, we've got it made. I pray what happens to him or what happened to him doesn't happen to anybody. But at the same time, through this life we live, stuff will happen. Will you only accept the good and not the bad? Will you come back to the huddle complaining and dog cussing God? You shouldn't because the last part of what Jesus says to his disciples after telling them they were going to face tribulation, you're, you're going to be persecuted, stuff is going to happen, but take courage. I've overcome the world. Guys, don't, don't worry about the bad past. Don't worry about the pick six. Take courage because I, Jesus, I've already won the game. The last part of your 44 today is a reminder that any suffering 
you take on for his sake, any persecution you go through, anyone who dog cusses you for being a Christian, it's not an incomplete pass. It's not a bad pass. Don't come back to the huddle frustrated. Don't throw your hands up in the air because Matthew 5, Jesus says, Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, when they dog cuss you, when they persecute you, and they say falsely all kinds of evil against you because of me, because you wear the name of Jesus. Rejoice, he goes on to say, be glad for your reward and heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted those who came before you. So let me ask you, you going through stuff? I feel like maybe you are being persecuted. You feel like the domino effect of bad is happening to you? You feel like every time you run a route, it's an incomplete pass? Take heart. He's already won the game. Get back in the huddle. Praise him through the valley. Praise him through the storm. Praise him because he has one, which in turn means if I wear the name of Christ, I win too. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, if there's ever anything that I can do for you, study with you, pray for you, um, be an ear, whatever it is for you and whatever you need, I'm here. But regardless of whether it's me or not, I pray and hope that you'll continue to feast on the words that come from the mouth of God.